Good morning, friend. So happy to be here. And this morning we're starting a little early and always sorry to see not enough adequate room to seat the people. And I know it's hard for you to stand. And I have a give out this morning that this would be the time that when I wanted to have plenty time. And I think it would be real nice along as the service goes on that if some would sit down, others stand and kind of rest one another. And if you want to get outside and walk around just a moment, remember being a long service that it'll be perfectly all right. And then we can swap around. And now we know they're in the building program here at the Tabernacle for a larger and bigger church that can have adequate seating room. And I think the church here will only seat around 250, 300 people, and there's probably 100 more in that in here now. So it'll... Um, and I come in, seeing the people driving back and forth, couldn't find a place to park around. And, and of course, when they come out the door and see the halls jammed up, the walls jammed up, and so forth, uh, with people, then all over the platform and so forth, then they, they go away. And we want everyone to hear the message of the Lord as we try to bring it. Now, I want to announce that uh, immediately I will try to speak up till 12 o'clock, and then after and I'll dismiss at 12, and that'll give everyone time to go get something to eat. During this time, the minister, the pastor, Brother Neville here, will have a baptismal service uh, during this time. And, and you people would sit out and get something to eat, and then we'll return back, and I'll try to be at the pulpit at exactly 2 o'clock, and then go on this afternoon. And I've been in prayer much this week, and uh I would not even get through if I hadn't cut about a, maybe a fourth of it or maybe a third away of what I wish to say to the people. Now, so we thank you for your fine cooperation of coming to meetings and, and what you have done for us and helping us and praying for us. And I had the privilege a few moments ago of talking to an old man and woman, which is we know him as brother and sister kid who been very faithful down through the years, and they stopped a few moments ago. I told them to come by. I wanted to see them a minute. And what a privilege it was to talk to old people that had been preaching the gospel when I was yet in a, a baby. And um, the glorious old gospel gets better all the time as we near the end of the road. And now, <clears throat> there's some prayer claws laying here, and um, I want to... Uh, Pray over them after a bit. And now, let us just bow our heads a moment for a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, you said in your word, If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all man unto me. And that is our purpose in life, is to lift up before a dying generation of people that Jesus Christ is still the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And I'm so happy to know that I live where there is people who believe that. And along with the thousands that has accepted him as their Savior, and knowing that after this life is finished, there will be a life on the other side that will be so glorious that this toils 
and few hours that we're passing through these shades and shadows of life here in the testing ground, that we are merely entering into the orbit now, waiting for the countdown. For soon there will come a time that when God's time is fulfilled, the great arm that's held back the time so long will finally let go, and his church will move off from this earth in space out yonder into a land where there will be no sickness, sorrow, old age, death. That's why we are gathered today, Lord, is to express our feeling about these things. We're so glad to know that this is just not bringing the people together for something in vain, that it has been proven the greatest reality the world has ever known, that the Son of God is not dead who made the promises but is alive among us forevermore. And we're so happy this morning, Lord, above all things, though we own the world and could be young for hundreds of years to enjoy it, but it would only be a season compared with what's the time it's laid up for those who love him. So we are trying to point our brother and sister to this great hour that's approaching us. And as we see that time coming, Lord, our hearts burn. We want to make ready. One by one we go down the lane. We just got to bearing one from our midst. Our sister Belle, going quickly according to her request, so quick we couldn't get to her to pray with her. But it was her request to go, to see how good that you are, to provide all the things that we desire in our hearts. You leave none of them. You promised it. Now we pray that you'll bring hearts to understand you today, those who do not understand you. Bring sinners to repentance. Bring sick people to the healing knowledge of God. Oh, God, bless your saints and bind their hearts together. And as these tapes goes out to the, the cities and the churches all out to the nations around the world, may ministering brethren who has maybe once misunderstood understand now that thy church might be prepared. And now, O Lord, who separated me from my mother, who's fed me all the days of my life, has brought me to this hour, by thy grace, feeling it was thy will that I should explain to the people why that I have acted and did the way I have done. May it be in such a way that people will have a better understanding, Lord, of the peculiarity of thy servants. Grant these things, Father, these scriptures and uh, texts and words that we have written here through the week, praying and studying, may they fall on good ground everywhere they are heard. 
a ground that can hold them and nourish them. And then all praise shall be given to thee, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> to the people out in the cars who can't get in, I'm attaching a little instrument here now. And turn on your radio to 1150. 1150. And you'll get the message right on your radio in your car. Uh, is this the connection here? It's on, is it, for the, the tape? Now to all my friends, both here and wherever th these tapes may travel, I feel that I owe it to the people for uh, an explanation of many things that I have said and done. So many times people have come to me and said, uh, our pastor says, why would you do that, Brother Brown? Why did you say this? And what makes you do it this way? Now, with all my heart, everything that I have done, I have done it with the best intention I know how. And everything that I have said, I have said it from my heart. And I did it for a purpose. And I'll try this morning, by God's help, to explain from the Bible the purpose and why I have done it. And now, there perhaps, in a group of people this size, there's probably many ministers sitting here. And there'll be many here this. And I wish we had enough time that I, to put all that I had thought of and scripturalized, uh, brought the scriptures to, rather, to, to the people. But to my brethren, even though that you might have disagreed with me, I'm speaking both here and for the tapes, you might have disagreed with me much because of the, my stand towards what I think to be right. And you have a right to disagree with me, as you may see it different. But I hope that me, by the help of God this morning, I'll be able to show you the reason why that I have took this stand. And I... I have never, there's been many times that I have scolded churches, denominations, the dressing of women, the acting of man. I think I have thoroughly supported that by Scripture. And never one time, God knowing my heart, that I have ever had a bad feeling towards anyone. No matter if they disagreed with me as far as the East from the West, I still loved them. And as long as I have the Spirit of God in me, I'll always love His church, His people. No matter what they do or how they treat me, that won't have anything to do with it. I still love them. I remember one time a man named Moses. Those people constantly, uh, we would call it in our southern expression, aggravated him. Just constantly kept him on the move. Everything was a murmur, a complaint, and so forth. But Moses, when he come to the showdown, when God said, separate yourself from him, because I'm going to take you and start a nation, 
Moses thrown himself in the path of God's wrath to take me and not the people that he'd call rebels, rebellion against God and against him. Yet he loved them so much till he said, take me and save them. That was Christ in Moses. And if a man, no matter how much some other one would disagree with him, if he doesn't feel that way, then there's a liking of Christ, I believe. If from his heart, not his lips, but his heart, if he don't feel that way towards humanity. I was astonished one time, not just merely for a sense of humor at this time, but there was a, a Chicago meeting and a colored man was sitting there and he kept saying, I want to see Dr. Branham. He had a great big hat on, great big crosses, eight or ten inches long and wide across his chest and robes and dressed very strange with funny rings and beads and so forth. I told Brother Baxter, which was my associate, tell him, bring him on in the room. I, I'll, I'll see him. And he sat down to me and he said, shall I regard you as father or as reverend or as Elder, or what would you want me to regard you as? I said, if you love me, call me brother. And he, in respect, did so and gave me his title, which, oh, I'd take a few lines to write across a paper, the titles of the name of the church. And here's the title in the church. But he said one thing that's always stuck with me. He said, I'm interested in this, uh, Brother Branham. Um, told me what he was interested in, in his church and these things. He said, I was interested in one race. He said, that's the human race. I said, there we'll shake hands. The human race to everybody, to every creed, to every color, and to every person that Christ died for, that's my interest this morning. And I've tried to always make it my interest. Interest. Now, I want to read and, and then just, I'm not aiming to preach because it'll probably be, at least what I've got here to say will probably take me four or five hours. So after about two hours now, then we'll dismiss and go to dinner, then come back at two o'clock. About, be here before two because we want to start right at two. Be here about 1.30 if you can. Then we'll be out in time for tonight. I have to leave this afternoon yet for Tifton, Georgia, where I'm to hold a service tomorrow night and uh, the high school auditorium there, just a preaching service. And then from there, I don't know, just wherever he leads from there. Many places, Brother Oregon Bright and them's called from overseas to start right away over there, all across the West, out into Canada, around the world. But... Uh, you'll know, believe, I believe you'll know better after I get finished, if God will help me, to give it to you the way it was given to me, then after the service you'll understand, I hope. And then if there be any questions that you don't understand, I'll ask you to bring your books, and, um, and then you who have tape recorders can get the tapes and put them in your home and sit down with an open heart, just an open heart. Just lay it out and say, Lord, I'll just relax now. I'm going to listen. And then when you catch something, turn the recorder off and go get the Scripture. And the Bible said, Jesus said, They are they that testify of me. See? 
And let's look through the Scripture and see if it's all right. Now, I want to open... Pardon? Right in here. He's showing me the different mics to use. There's such a bunch of them here this morning, and I don't know which one to start on. Um, now let us turn to the Scriptural... I'm going to start in Genesis, and I wind up tonight in Revelations. I believe the Word. Genesis, beginning with the first chapter, I wish to read a portion of the Word. And now, if somebody would want someone to take the... Uh, got your pencils and papers and so forth, because I've got many Scriptures, I want to keep reading all the time on these Scriptures. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from, from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together all the waters he called, called he the sea. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herbs and seed and the fruit trees, yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herbs and yielded seed after his kind. And the trees yielded fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Now, I want to begin this morning with my text to use this. The spoken word is the original seed. That's what I wish to lay the text on. The spoken word is the original seed. Now, if you'll notice, God said, let it bring forth of it in his kind. Whatever it was, it must be brought forth of its kind. Now, this word of God is eternal. God, being infinite, cannot speak one thing and then later on change it to something else, to a better decision. Because every decision of God is perfect. He cannot, once his word is once spoken, it can never die. Amen. It lives on, 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 and can never die because it is God. Amen. 
His word can no more die than he can die. That's the reason we read in First John, or St. John, first chapter, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. The same Word that was spoken in the beginning with its eternal purpose came on over and was made flesh and dwelt among us. God's Word. Some years ago, I heard that a woman, now this may not be authentic, that licked her tongue in radium while mixing it to put on hands of dials of clocks and watches. It killed a woman. And years later, keeping her skull for an autopsy like, they said you could take instruments, whatever they use, and put against that skull bone. And with a a rumble, you could still hear that radium going on in her skull. After she had been dead years, radium continually goes on. The Word of God continually goes on. I'm told that if we could pick up an instrument that could catch it, that a man's voice, my voice, that I speak today, 10,000 years from now, could still be picked up in the air, like dropping a pedal in the middle of a pond. And the teeny little waves, after they fail to be seen by the eye, continue on till it hits the bank. And the airwave of our voices continually travels around and around the world. Therefore, then, our voice what we say will be our judgment. Our testimony will rise out against us. Our own voices will echo in our own ears at the judgment bar of God. When His great instrument catches every voice that's been spoke, every word that's been muttered. And now, there's only one way to stop that voice that's wrong. That's repent. God alone can stop it. If it doesn't, it goes on and meets up with you in the eternity. Therefore, God being perfect and His voice eternal, His own voice will have to catch up with it. Therefore, He must be perfect in every decision. For when He once says something, it has to go all the way and come back to the judgment. Now, if you'll be real understanding, or try to be, you'll see why I have took always the stand for the Word of God that I have. Because all other things must perish. God is eternal, and His Word is eternal. Now, as you study, now I'll try to speak just as... Uh, lengthy as I can so that you'll get the words. And I do that for the tapes also. That you must know that this Bible is God's Word. Now we know that we are coming to a judgment. 
that the voice of God is going to catch up with us somewhere, because it was given to every mortal to hear. Ministers are responsible of taking it. And if this voice of God has to catch up with every person, then we've, you've got to hear it either here or at the judgment bar. So if the church has the voice of God, then you must hear the voice of the church, as our Roman Catholic people tell us. And when they in themselves are so confused and different in their doctrines, the Roman, the Greek, and their different types, then there cannot be any place to have faith because which one is the church? Is the Roman church right or is the Greek church right or is some of the other Churches right. Is the Lutherans right? Baptists right? Methodists right? Presbyterians right? Or who is right? When there is so much difference in them, one is as far as the east from the west from one another. But to my opinion, the voice of God is the judge. Amen. So the voice of God, is, if it's so perfect, it's got to come from some perfect resource. And if man bring it one way and another way, with their difference of denominations, then there's, there's no way to set a faith surely in what they're saying. I hope that's clear. See? Because it, if one says it's this way, one says you must uh, join this church. This church only has salvation. That's the Catholic version. The Lutherans come around and say they are the way. Here comes along the Methodists with something else. The Baptists with something else. The Pentecost with something else. And there seems to be such a gathering of confusion. Then when you take this written word to our brethren, many of them says, well, them days isn't now. Another says, it's just a history. The other one says, it's a book of poems. The other says, the church has a right to change it. And where do we stand? Where is our resting place for faith? When God being eternal, I believe if we are to be judged and always have, that if we're to be judged by anything, it'll be by the Word of God that's given the commission. Amen. Then, if we're to be judged by that Word, then God would be an unjust God to put such a confusion on earth and the poor human mind so baffled it doesn't know what to do. And one will join this one, then join that one. A poor fellow trying to think he's trying to find the right place. He'll listen to this denomination, then he'll listen to another denomination. And this one seems to be better than that one. He'll go and first thing he's back to the first one again. He just doesn't know what to do. 
But if God is going to judge the world by something, it'll be by His Word. I believe that. And now, my brethren, now when I say that, I'm meaning not only this little group here this morning, but I'm meaning where these tapes will be sent around the world. I, I wish you would bear with me a while and think of that, that there's got to be some place come for a judgment. Then some of them says, the uh, King James Version, or the um, a certain other version, and now they're making a, a standard version or something. I believe if God be the sovereign God, as He is, the Eternal One, He has to see to it. It's up to Him. If I want to go to heaven, to His place, it's up to Him to furnish me a place where I know what to do. Somewhere that you can lay your hand and say, this is it. Do you agree with that? Yes. Amen. It's just to Him. He'd be unjust. If I said, Lord, I was a Lutheran. And uh, the other said, well, I, I was a Catholic. Well, there's your two protesting one another. Now, what's the poor man going to do? Or what if the Catholic Church is right? Then all Lutherans are lost. Well, if the Lutherans are right, all Catholics are lost. See, you've got to have somewhere that faith can take its resting place. And to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, the Bible is the infallible Word of God. And I believe that God has watched over His Word, that there's not one punctuation out of place. My daughter back there, Rebecca, was saying, Daddy, in school we prove that that there are millions and millions of years this world is old. Then isn't that contradictory to the Bible? No, sir, I said it isn't. Well, it said if the, the different study of rocks and formations and stagites and stagites and so forth prove that dripping of millions of years, and God said He made the heavens and earth in one twenty-four hours, doesn't that misprove, disprove the Bible? I said, no. If you'll notice God telling Moses about the Bible, He said, in the beginning... God created the heavens and earth, period. How long it took, that's none of our business. Then he goes ahead and begins to bring in his time of putting seed in the earth. But in the beginning, might have been hundreds of billions of trillions of years, eons of time, but God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. Period. Amen. That settles that. That's the first Hallelujah. one. Hallelujah. See, he makes no mistakes. Paul, the great preacher, said, told Timothy to study to prove yourself. Rightly dividing the Word of God. Study it open-heartedly. And that's what I try to do. Now, 
with my faith in the Word like that, then I cannot take some private interpretation. For the Bible states that the Bible is of no private interpretation. Now, the Spirit just revealed that. I know the Scripture, but right now I don't know just exactly where it's in the Scripture, but you are putting it down. You'll find it. I think it's in Peter. That the Bible is of no private interpretation. Therefore, if an inspired writer said, and if that's wrong, then how much other parts of it is wrong? Yeah, that's right. It's either all right or all wrong. You can't make it nothing else. So you well about the church, you say, well, in the church, no. If you go to the church, then which church is right? Which church is right? See, you have to come back again to something your faith has to rest on. And to mind, it's on the Word of God believing that this Bible is God's program for the people. Amen. Always has been. Jesus said the Scriptures must be fulfilled. That is, that all this written in the Scriptures, now bear this in mind, because you're getting the tape now. At the end of these tapes, you'll find, I'll come back to that again. That all that's in the Scriptures must be fulfilled. Amen. Now let me let that soak just a minute, place. See, all that's in the Scriptures has got to be fulfilled. Amen. Then, if God said anything, Amen. there you are. Amen. It's got to be fulfilled. Amen. Or if it isn't. That's not the Word of God. Then if it is, that isn't the Word of God, then where are we at? Let's get something that looks like God or anything we want to do. As the Bible said, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. See? Now, if that is not the Word of God, then we're all lost. And if it is the Word of God, God is absolutely honor-bound. The God of, who is the fountain of all honor? Who is the beginning of all honor? Amen. Who is the source of all honor? Amen. Who is the source of all truth? Amen. Has got to stand by what he said. Amen. And if this isn't God's word, then who is God? Where is God? Or is there a God? Oh, you say, Brother Bram, I feel it. Oh, the, the heathen can tell you the same thing. <laughs> On his idol. Traveling does something to you when you see it yourself. So I, I believe I can look and see this. Yes. I believe if, uh, I, I believe because I, I was changed like this, because I do that too. But remember, heathens do the same thing. While the morals of Africa would snow, uh, some of them tribes would make Americans here call themselves Christians feel ashamed of themselves. The morals and cleanness amongst the people who worship heathen idols. So maybe that's God. See what I mean? You, you see, when you look at the thing in the face, there's a great big circle here you've got to cover. 
So you've got to have somewhere to come back and place your hands. Now let's take the Lutheran claims. They fail. Let's take the Catholic claims. They fail. Let's take the Baptist claims, Pentecostals. They fail. So you can't put no confidence in them. But there's not one thing written in this Bible. Amen. But what God has proved by somebody that it's the truth. All right. It's the truth. Amen. I've often said maybe my faith won't climb where any climb. But I certainly wouldn't stand in anybody's way that could climb there. Amen. Great faith. Now, getting this background that the reasons why I believe the Bible, and that's where I take my text. Now, next thing I want to say, that I do not believe the Bible contradicts itself. Now, I've offered a challenge world around for any persons who claim such to come prove it to me. Come prove it. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. It's you contradicting the Bible. God cannot contradict himself. If he does, then he isn't God. And if this word is God, then, and it's contradictory, then you make God contradicting himself. Then where is your God then? Kind of gets thick, doesn't it? Complicated. If God contradicts himself, he's not no more than I am, or no more than you are. For he can contradict himself. The word's there, but it's hid from the eyes of wise and prudent. That's why someone says that Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where go ye teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Acts two thirty-eight said, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's a contradictory. It is a contradictory. Everybody that's ever baptized has to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And if you're not baptized using the name of Jesus Christ, you're not baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You're baptized in some titles that pertains to a name. If that is the, isn't the right revelation, then the Bible would be wrong when it went ahead and everybody baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But if the Bible baptized every one of the apostles all down through the age baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after Jesus commissioned them to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, then the Bible absolutely contradicts itself. But if you look at it, it is. They did just what he said. Not titles, but name. So there's no contradiction. How many more can I pull out here that have even got wrote down? That where people say they contradict itself. I've asked for 25 years, almost 30 now, for someone to show me. It isn't there. No, sir. It's there. The truth. All the truth. And nothing but the truth. And our faith rests right there. Right there on what God said. Don't, don't try to interpret it. Just say it the way it says it. Don't put any private interpretation. And I believe that there's not anything else... Now, I hope that if this hurts, that it isn't mean I'm trying to say why I believe what I believe, in the way I've acted, the way I've acted. Or the things that I've done, I'm trying to show myself to the world that I have 
done this because this is my conviction. I believe that any word that's added to this Bible, and whoever's guilty of doing it, his part will be taken out of the book of life. Revelation 21. Whosoever shall add to this or take from this, I do not believe that any creed, any dogma, anything else but just the literal word of God is God's plan. Anything else is sinful and will be dealt with and will be eternally lost. Any man, any creed, any denomination, or anything that will add to or take from one punctuation of this word. God, who is not a God of yesterday, who wrote a book and handed it out in a bunch of man's hands and, and let it be confused and everything else, ain't going to judge the world with that book. But the God that wrote it lives. Amen. Lives in it. Amen. And confirms his word. Now, in studying the tapes, I want you to study that real close right there, that remark. See? Now, I begin at Genesis. I'm over to Revelations now. Bringing this together that this is God's word. Revelation says that whosoever will take from it or add to it, the same will be taking his part out of the book of life. I get to the scripture quoted after a while. Revelations, the last chapter. That's the first chapter shows now what? What is the Word? Now, it is eternal. It must not be tampered with, added to, or taken away from. See? Must not be tampered with. God sees to that. It must not be added to, anything to it. Nothing can be taken from it because it's eternal. See? Now, now, to base upon, to show you that, what I'm trying to say is, in between these, Genesis to Revelation, it will not mix with anything else. Amen. Now, here's where we're going to differ from here till 5 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> here's where we're going to differ. How many will agree that this is God's book of judgment? That will be judged according to the Word of God. It shall not be added to or taken away from. Then why has this been done? Why has this been done in such a rude way? Now we're going to find it between Genesis and Revelation. Right down in our time. Down to the other times. Now let me make that real clear for the taste. Now, after I have told you why I believe the Word, and what God said about it, and how it should not be taken or added to, taken from, I want to go into the dense part of it, to the context of this long text that I have drawn out, and explain to you and show you what happened. Then you can see the reason I believe what I believe. See? Now, it cannot be mixed, and it will not hybrid with nothing else. It will not hybrid. Today is a great day of hybriding. Animals, corn, wheat, making a better-looking uh, product, but it's no good. Rotten. No life in it. Dies. Can't reproduce itself. 
It's dead. Because everything that we have on earth today in its original form is a spoken word of God. That's why that a mule, a bastard-born animal with a cross-breeding cannot breed itself back again. God made a horse and He made a mule or made a donkey. You breed them two together, you got a mule. It's a hybrid. Therefore, it can't breed itself back. We're going to hit the serpent seed after a while. It can't breed itself back. Now, watch my text. This spoken word is the original seed. Now, I want to prove that. Let us turn now over to Matthew twenty-four thirty-five. Just a moment. And, and as we search through these scriptures for a little while, and I'll see how much time we have. And I want to read here a word that Jesus said. Matthew 24 and the 35th verse. 24 chapter, 35th verse. Show how eternal this word is, what we've been talking about. Verily, 34. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen. Now, could you mix anything with that then? No. Now, in the book of Revelations, the 22nd chapter, and the 19th verse, I'd like to read this. Revelations, the 22nd chapter, and the 19th verse. And see what this says. Let's begin with the 18th verse. For I testify unto every man. Now, I remember from Genesis, where he spoke the word. See? For I testify to every man. That's priest, pope, bishop, state president, or whatever. That... Heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. What about your dogmas? What about your unscriptural creeds that you're listening to? Of all denominations, there's not a one excused. If any man shall take away from the word, saying it's not the same, you know what to say, words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. Though ye be a preacher, though ye be a church member all of his life, though ye be a bishop or pope, whosoever shall Take one word of this. Just one word. Do you realize it was one word that he doubted that caused all the trouble? One spoken word of God he doubted to be the truth. And it caused every sickness, every disease, every suffering baby, caused every hospital to be built. Every operation was ever performed. Every death that ever died. 
for one person to believe one, disbelieve one word. There you are. What did he try to do? Hybrid it. Mix it with something. You've got to take it the way God spoke it. It won't mix with nothing. No, sir. Jesus one time said, if you have the faith like a mustard seed, I'm told that mustard seed won't hybrid. You can't mix it with nothing. You can mix other greens, but you can't mix mustard seed. Because it won't hybrid. And if you've got that kind of faith, that's one, taking one word of God, that's where so many vanishes crack up. We'll get to it later. How they say, oh, we believe this, and they'll take that. And they believe that one word, and they can make that work. But what about the other one next to it? Blessed is he who does all his biddings. He'll have the right to enter into the uh, tree of life, far without our sorcerers, dogs, and whoremongers, and so forth. Now, I got a mixed class, but I got a lot of context here. It's just really flat. So I want you sisters to understand, see. Be sure to understand. Now, that's why we believe it. And it is the Word of God. Therefore, God's spoken Word is original. And everything that God created, spoke into existence, is original. And you can hybrid some of his creation secondarily. That's the reason Eve could do what she did with her own seed, because she wasn't in the original creation. Amen. She's a byproduct of a man. Not in the creation of God. God created the whole things, and then He took a part of His creation and made a helpmate. That's the reason you can hybrid a donkey and a horse. But it won't last. It's death. But the original has got life. It comes back again. I hope you can see it now. The original has the life. So that's the reason I think it cults and denominations and organizations die. Amen. History proves they're everyone dead. They never did rise no more. They never will. Amen. They can't breed themselves back. Amen. Got nothing to breed with. They're sterile. Amen. That's why Eve's children dies. I'm taking my time so the tapes give people time to study. I don't want to be in any hurry. Amen. Amen. I want to just take my time. I don't know what will happen from here on. But I, I want this to the people. That even though someday God take me from the world, if I don't live to see His coming, the message will still live on. True. Stay with the Word. Now remember... Every spoken word of God is the original seed. God planted everything in the earth by His Word. And as long as you stay with the original seed, it will breed itself right back and, and reproduce itself again. Hybrid it, it dies. And Eve, the woman, was the first hybrid thing that it ever was. Huh? 
I hope you don't turn tapes off till we get down and prove that after a while. See? Show you just why. She was a high breeder. A bride. Notice. Through that brought death. Through trying to take the Word of God and mix some wisdom with it. See? You're not supposed to do that. Whether you believe it's, uh, got wisdom to explain it, just say, God said it, and that settles it. And God said so, and that's all there is to it. If you can't explain it, leave it alone. But just say it's so because God said so. That's it. God said it. Now, notice. Now, it will not mix. It must not be tampered with. God will punish the one that does it. And it will not hybrid to nothing else. It's God's Word alone. God don't need your Word with His. We're not supposed to speak our own word. We're supposed to preach His word. God's word. Now, therefore, true life can only come or reproduce itself by its original breeding. See, life... I keep, now, Study that now when you're studying the tapes and study it now. Life, L-I-F-E, can only be reproduced by its original breeding. The way it started at the beginning. Then it reproduces itself. If it doesn't, it's a hybrid. It runs out. Some of them run out in the first generation. See? It's gone right then. They'll soon find itself back. It can't bring correct life because it's hybrid. Genesis 1.11, the Bible said, Jesus, God said, Let every seed bring forth of its kind. Now, when God said that, that settles it. It's always settled. Let every seed bring forth of its kind. To mix it brings a super crop. It's a super crop of what? Listen now. That's close. To mix it. I'm trying to hold them such text I could preach on. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep from doing that. To mix it will bring forth a super crop, as is proven. But what kind of a crop? A crop of falsehood. Death. How to breed your corn. It brings forth a big crop. Better crop, better looking, but it's dead. Plant it back, can't reproduce itself again. It's done. It's finished. Like Eve. See? She brought forth a hybrid crop. Look at us today and you can look around and see that's true. <laughs> sure did. It wasn't God's purpose. No, sir. Just have to hold back for something I'm thinking right now. See? To mix it. Brings forth a hybrid crop. And a hybrid crop is a dead crop. For it's rebreeding. It won't rebreed itself. It can't. Because God said so. It has to bring forth of its kind and you've mixed it. Now you can see the church right there where we're, we're wind up. It dies there. For it cannot bring forth of its kind. Why? It's mixed. You can't do nothing with it. It's dead. It's finished. All right. 
That's why each generation has its own revival. A chance at the Word. Oh, the sovereign God. At the judgment. John Wesley's group will raise up. And these starch wash methods of the day will answer for. Luther will raise up. The Catholics will raise up. From back behind Arrhenius, Martin, Polycarp, and those. I don't have to stand the judgment for high-reading the Word of God to dogmas. This group of Lutherans that followed Lutheran's revival will answer the same thing. The group of Baptists that followed John Smith's revival will do the same thing. Alexander Campbell's will do the same thing. And the Pentecostals will do the same thing. The original revival, when the Holy Ghost fell, called out a people, and God trying to get His Word to it, and they organized it, set over here, and denominated it, and died right there. You say, but look what they're doing. We'll get to that a little later on today. We're coming right down to all the... I'm just putting the seed in now. Now we're going to show you after a while what happened. <laughs> now, that's why each revival has its own revival. Each generation has its revival. God raises him up a man, sets him with his word, and starts him out for the message for that age. And as soon as that man's taken off the scene, somebody else catches it and hybrids it. It all falls back to a perfect everything. May I could stop here for a minute. Uh, we ain't no hurry. See? Go back. That's exactly what it started way in the beginning. In Genesis. God set forth his crop of human race. And Eve hybrided it. See what happened? So there's a judgment for Eve. Luther set forth. All the rest Christ set forth. The apostles set forth. The prophets set forth. Didn't Jesus say, Which one of you has not your fathers persecuted the prophets? Yeah, yeah, God sent. Didn't he teach that a king one time sent a servant and then sent another servant and sent another servant and so forth and then finally sent his son? See? Each generation receiving because it's repeating right back to Adam and Eve again. The first crop. The Garden of Eden. Half of them lost. Wise virgin, sleeping virgin. Half of them, one kept the word, other hybrid it. Right back and forth. Just as hard as it can go. Right like that. It's been right down through the age. We'll prove it by God's word and by the history here. That's right. Hybriding. Hybriding. First started in Eden. Started in Genesis. It's the beginning. That's where it ends up over here in Revelation. That's the second coming of Christ. Now remember... Correctly, that's why each generation has its own revival. It gets a chance at the Word. Then they hybrid it. Instead of taking it on, they go somewhere else. My mission, and I believe that God has called me far. I, I have to say some personal things today because that's what I told you I do. Amen. See? And tell the world. My mission, I believe, to the earth is what? is to forerun the coming Word. The coming Word, which is Christ. And Christ in Him has the millennium and has everything right there because He is the Word. All right. Jesus said in John 3, 5. Now, if you want to mark that down. 
John 3, 5, we all know it, or either I'll turn, maybe somebody on the tapes would, might not be able to turn just at that time, and I'll read here uh, in St. John, the third chapter, and the uh, fifth verse. And we'll see what Jesus said. We might start off just a little before that. Third, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, I say unto you, and to thee, except the man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Is that a seed? Every spoken word of God is a seed. That's right. I'm going to prove that just in a minute, where Jesus said so. Every spoken word of God is a seed. Then except the man be born again, why must he be born again? He's dead with the flesh he's in. He's a hybrid. He's got to be born again. Why? He was born in sin from Eve's sin. Shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. He's a liar to begin with. No matter how smart, educated, what more he is, he's a liar. The Bible says he is. How holy his parents was or anything about it, he's a liar to begin with. And the only way he can tell truth is say what truth is through his own lips. That's the only way truth can come. Anything contrary to that word, he's a liar yet. That's pretty flat. <laughs> but that's what God said. <laughs> Let every man's word be a lie and mine be true. Amen. Anything that comes from his lips contrary to deny this word or put it in some other race or some other generation or whatever it is, he's a liar. That's exactly. He's got to be born again then he sees every word. The only way he can be born again is that life of God in him to produce that life. A seed must have water to grow. Now, you put a seed in the ground, if there's no moisture in the ground, it's dust. And it won't grow in the dust. Again, it's got to have a certain percent of moisture or it won't grow. Is that right? The letter kill it. The Spirit gives it life. Okay? Now, it must have moisture to grow. His Word is a seed. Now, to prove that, let's turn to Luke, the 8th chapter, the 11th verse, and see if this is true or not. If, if the Bible says His Word is a seed. Luke, the 11th chapter, or the 8th chapter, rather, and the 11th verse. And we'll see what God said about him. 8th chapter, 11th verse. Now he goes ahead and begins to tell. There's much things to say by him. Let's start to forth this read. And when much people were gathered together, and there come unto him out of every city, he spake by parables. A sower went out to sow his seed. To sow his, uh, sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon rock, and soon as it was sprung up, it uh, withered away because it lacked moisture. Moisture. Baptists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, without the water. And when he's first converted, he looks right straight to Christ. He believes. And the first thing you know, that denomination binds him up into a place, and the moisture of the Spirit's gone from him. He becomes denominational, and he's dead. 
Not only Baptist, but Pentecost. Don't believe that. I know many of you don't, but you just wait a little bit. We'll see where the Bible is facing or not. All right. Of like of moisture, last word in the sixth verse of the eighth chapter. The like of moisture. And some fell among thorns and sprang up with it and choked it. See? What was that? He goes ahead and tells that some, as soon as they get to be, I'm not going to pull one punch today. Oh, no. Amen. Just what I think the Christian businessman and the rest of them of these Pentecostal organizations and these people is filling all these big millions of dollars of things, the richest of the world has choked out the glory and spirit of God. Amen. Dying because it's choked. The world, care of the world, has choked them out. The women wants to be active and bob off their hair and have waterhead haircuts, wear shorts and look like the rest of the world. The preacher standing in the pulpit with practice their all man's and afraid of the word of God because of a meal ticket. If they can't ride a Cadillac, and they're not even considered spiritual anymore. Amen. Right. If they can't dress in the best of clothes and do everything else, they're, they're considered, they're backslid. They're not so-and-so. An old man back there, old brother kid, told me this morning, you don't want him no more because he's only stays right with the word. What's the matter? They like moisture. All right. And fell on, and others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit. When he had said these things, he cried, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Oh, what a parable. How I could like to preach a text on that in our sermon. Hallelujah. When he had said these things, the eighth chapter, the eighth verse, the eighth chapter, others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, screamed out. Something maybe like this when he says, they'll bring forth a hundredfold. He! The has an ear, let him hear. In other words, if your ears in tune with God, let him hear. See? His disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries. See what he's talking about here? Now watch. What is the mysteries of the kingdom? Watch this minute. Mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables, that seeing they might see, might not see, and hearing they might not understand. See, but God's word comes right on down to the judgment, the judgment. Because it is here. There. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. What is the seed of life? The Word of God. Therefore, for life, you can't come to a creed, you can't come to a denomination, you've got to come back to the Word. Now, the seed of life. All right. His Word is His seed, and His Spirit is the water. Now, right back to John three fourteen. There, you get it again, you see. See? The Spiritless is the water. Now look, John three fourteen. we understand what it means. You want to read it? As Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. See? Now, if Moses lifted up the brass serpent, for the same cause Christ was lifted up. Now what is it? Moses lifted up the brass serpent so that the people that was perishing might have water for life. Amen. 
Look, Jesus. Oh God, Jesus is the Word of God. Now we're going to hammer that down this afternoon. Prove it. Jesus is the Word of God, and He was bursted open. That life, the life is inside the seed. That this life, which is spirit, water, flowing over the spirit, over the seed of God, will bring forth the life of the seed. And if it brings forth something else, there's some other kind of seed better than Amen. Do you understand? If the Spirit of God comes forth to water the seed, if it's the seed it's watering, it'll produce the life of the seed. Is that clear? Produce the life of the seed. Well, that's what it's given for. I believe the Bible is the, is the Word, the whole truth. And Jesus is the Word made manifest. He and His Word is one and the same. What was He? Now look, He was that seed. I've got to hold something back in order to get it in here this evening, you see. It's hard. He was that seed that Eve should have produced. Do you get it? He was the seed that Eve was produced, but she had it. By disbelieving God's Word. So He was that seed in the only way that life could be uh, in the reproduction of life, life had to come through that seed and that seed had to die in order to spread out the life. Can't you see it? That's why the water was given. To water the seed. The Holy Spirit that was in the Garden of Eden was to water the seed. Man wasn't made to die, he was made to live. But high-breeding brought life of death, or rather, she has it. Now you deny the circumcision. <laughs> then I'll ask you, why you what's these funeral services about? <laughs> She's hybrid. Every one of us are. Hybrid. From the original. That's where you're constantly dying. But oh God, there's a germ of life. Come from the real seed. But God proved it was his seed. He rose him up again. That through that life that's going over the original seed life was given to Eve over his real church is bringing forth life again. Through the birth, through the womb of his bride. Oh, it's rich and glorious. I give it a little time to study. So it'll sink in. He is that seed. He is that seed that was produced by the Word of God. Be it unto me according to the Word. There's the seed. Taking the Word. See? Now, Jesus is the Word made manifest. He and 
the Word is one and the same, and that's why it was so made manifest in Him, so perfectly. That's the reason that God manifested Himself so per perfectly in Jesus, because He was the seed Word. The germ word itself, the germ that's inside the seed, that's the life in the seed. You get it? it was, uh, he was the germ word of God. The germ is the spirit. The germ is the water. And Jesus had to be broken open there in order for that seed to let forth its life. The water other seed that was coming. Amen. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. Even he said, other sheep, I, uh, not of even this fold, I have. They're going to see that. They're going to get that word and stay right with it. Yeah. And I'm sending forth the Spirit to water it. And it'll produce just exactly. Yeah. It'll produce miracles. It'll produce the power of God. It'll produce, and it will not deny anything because it's a kindred seed with the seed. Yeah. 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 It can't say, Mr. Cockerbury, you come live with me. No, no, sir. No, no. It won't do it. No, indeed. It just won't mix. Can't mix death and life. You can't be dead and alive at the same time. So, you see what I mean? It is the germ that comes from the seed. He is. He's the Word of God made perfectly manifest. That's the reason that in Him was what? That was the thing that He is correctly the Son from the first Adam was the son that was promised through Adam, continuing on the human race, and Eve hybrid it to the serpent and brought forth a generation of bastard children born to death without life, and Jesus come and was that seed. Amen. He proved it. Everything that Adam lost, Jesus was. This, he is the Christ. Eve would have finally brought that child forth. But you hybrid brought the serpent in. Listen for wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Now wait till we get into the bride with that. <clears throat> that's, what, that's the reason I believe what I believe. It's got to come back to this Word. That's the reason I say if somebody wants to, to discuss with me, talk to me about this Word, come. Right. I've offered that any time. If you think that the name of Jesus Christ is the right way to baptize, come talk to me about it. If you don't believe there is such a thing as serpent seed, you come see me. Let's just take the word. If you don't believe that women should have long hair and that's their covering, come talk to me about it with the word. If you don't believe that the end of the time is at hand and these things I'm talking about is, come talk to me about it. Come with me. Brother seed, just come on. Right. You can't be a seed and disagree with the Word because the Word is the seed. And if you are the Word, how can you disagree with it? You'd be disagreeing with yourself. You'd be defeating your own purpose. Like somebody said, what would you... Why do you ever go out with them people like that? Well, if I didn't do it, I'd be defeating the very purpose I was sent here for. It's got to be a lie. As we go on down, we're going to bring them things in and show just how they set themselves in order, just exactly perfectly with the Word. Now, yes, sir, he is. That's why God could work through him. You know what did he say when he showed on earth? I do nothing until the Father shows me. Perfectly. And anything he done always was vindicated by the Scriptures. He said, search ye the Scriptures. 
For they are they that testify of me. And if I don't do the things that they said they did, then I'm not that original seed. But if I do do the things, then why don't you believe me? That's <laughs> right. If you can't even believe me the way I stand, then be the word that I say. Be the works that I do. Because my seed can only bear forth what I am. A cucklebird can only be a cucklebird. You can hide breed with anything else, but it's still a cucklebird. That's right. It'll express it. That's the reason a duel is a hypocrite. That's a hybrid. A man that claims to be a man of God and deny the word, he's a hypocrite. A mule that claims to be the horse, he's not a horse. He said, I'm a donkey and neither one. You're a hypocrite. Bastard born. That's exactly. That's flat, but that's what it is. He didn't aim to do that. Man done that with his wisdom. That's where he gets, that's where all man's wisdom winds up, to be bastard-born. All right. Now, that's why Jesus was so perfectly manifested, God was so perfectly manifested in Jesus, because he was the Word of God. He was God's Word. That's why he couldn't produce nothing, but just exactly God. And if God is in you, what more can you be? Didn't Jesus say of the prophets who the Word of God came to? Who did the Word of God come to? Prophets. Didn't Jesus call him God? Yeah. Amen. Wow! God was manifested in him. What was it? The spoken word. Manifested. That's it. said, so how can you say, if you had any wisdom, you'd understand. He said, I, how can you say, you, uh, we call them God himself, call them gods. And said, how can you then say you believe them and deny me when I say I'm the son of God? Why did they see this thing? Same thing today. I'm that seed that wants to come. The woman's seed. I'll give you a seed to the serpent. The serpent already defiled her. He said, but that seed that I'll give you shall bruise his head. He'll take that thing back again. Amen. I wish, I just wish everybody could see that. I've come to conquer and correct what he's done. No way I get this to a woman that believed the seed where a woman didn't believe the seed. A woman believed the word where one didn't believe it. I'm that overcomer. I'm the one that's come to give life. That through my death, to pay the penalty of what she done, through my life will be given to you, so it'll flow over you, and you will be sons of God and daughters of God. As long as the seed's in there. You hybrid it, and you ain't got nothing but a denominational bastard child. And that's all. Anything to deny the word. Excuse me, sisters. I, I want you. To, I've just got to say just the way it says it here. See, and that's that's the way it is. All of God's sons must be the same. Yes, sir. To be born of the word and spirit. Brings us back to the spoken word again, like in John 3. See? To be born of the water and the Spirit, what does it do? Then it brings you right back again unto the place of where you should have been at the beginning. See? That's the reason of Christ's death. Brings us right back again to where? Sons of God. Amen. If Eve would have brought forth that child, she would have finally done it. Did not God tell her? Multiply and replenish the earth. But she had to walk over here and play the part of the whore. 
Well, you just say that's flat, Brother Bram, but wait just a little bit. We'll get into that a little later. See? You say it can't be. Well, we'll just find out where the Word says it is or not. See? Then it's right. They're not, it's not hid. If it is, it's hid from those who lost. See? Now, now this brings you right back to the spoken Word. Then we are God's Word made manifest. See? Jesus said the same thing. He that believeth on me, the things that who I am, what I come for, and the purpose I do, to bring a man back to believe the Word of God and take nothing else with it, the works that I do, he'll do also. There you are. Why is it not being done today? It's hybrid. That's your children. Mixed up. You know, it's a mule. They don't know what it believes. A mule don't know who his daddy is, who his mama is. He don't, he's no pedigree. There's nothing to him. He's the illegitimate creature. That's why any person that claims to believe God and don't believe His Word will take a denominational creed and breed it with the Word. See, you're not of God, you're dead. You can't be dead and alive at the same time. So even the Word of God don't even grow. You're just playing the part of a hypocrite. Let that go for bishop, priest, cardinal, whoever it might be. That's right. It's got to be the Word or you're dead. Just an illegitimate child. God's Word... God part won't grow. You might grow in the same field as we're getting to directly, but you, you're sure not in the, in the fold. It won't grow. All right. All right, we know the same. See, the spoken word, then we are God's word made manifest. That's how God wants His church, is to manifest Himself. How can He manifest Himself unless His own seed is in that person? How can you use your own thoughts and God manifest Himself through you? How can you take your own belief and say, well, my pastor teaches, my, my, my creed says that this day's a miracle. How are you going to do that and then be a manifested Son of God? How are you going to do it? The death of Jesus wasn't nothing to you. Oh, I accept Him as my Savior. You don't. You say you do, but you don't. Your works prove what you are. Jesus said the same thing. If you think I'm illegitimately born, they said, we're Abraham's son, I need nobody to teach you. said, if you was Abraham's children, you'd know me. So which one of you condemns me of sin, unbelief? Show me one thing that God promised them that ain't fulfilled. Show me one thing that the Father promised that I haven't fulfilled. Sin is unbelief. Let's see you produce it then. That, that dehorned him. Said, hmm? who's accusing me? Who can, who can condemn me with sin and unbelief? Hmm? If I don't believe, then why is the Father doing through me like He's doing every word that He promised? Hmm? Now let me see where you got it in yours. Who is the illegitimate born man? <laughs> they were! Illegitimate children. Professing to be God. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And his works you do. Yes. What kind of works did the devil do? Try to hide, read the word of God through Eve. Yes. That's exactly the same thing that these big denominations do today. The works of the devil, their father, they do. They're trying to take a creed and breathe with the word of God. That's what Satan done in the beginning. Yes. The father, the devil. Bless you, brother. Jesus said so. You've got one little scratch of God in you. You ought to look and see that. Yeah. Hybrid. Oh, my. 
the works that Jesus did, if a man has the seed of God in him, with the Spirit of God watering that seed, the same works that Jesus was manifested in Jesus, him being the original seed of God, his death brings you back to the original seed of God, and if the same Spirit that was within him is in you, then the same works will be manifested. You don't believe that? All right, let's turn over to St. John 14, 12. You say, I'm a believer, Brother Branham. I sure am a believer. All right, I'm going to see if Jesus will call you on. See if the Word of God calls you on. Barely, barely, absolutely, absolutely. I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. What is it? Same seed. Can't keep, how can you plant wheat here and wheat here and say, I'm going to get cucumbers here and wheat here? You can't do it. The only way you go get cucumbers is plant cucumbers. If you hybrid it, then it won't be a cucumber. You'll be a hypocrite. Is that right? You'll be a hypocrite, friend. Just, you've got to say it. It isn't either one. It isn't cucumber or what you bred it with. It's a crossbreed. That's a bad product, and it's dead in itself, and it can't breed itself back no more. It's dead right there. Back. Won't go no farther. That finishes it. That's all. But if you want a cucumber, start with a cucumber. If you want a church, start with the Word of God. If you want a life of God, start with the Word of God. Accept the Word of God in its fullness, every measure of it. And then, if, and if that is the fullness of God in you, then the rain that's falling will produce exactly what's in your garden. Hallelujah. And then now, where's your ladder rain coming up at? You see where that's going after a while, don't you? Going over them wild gourds that Elijah got and thought they were gourds, or that um, school of prophets up there, that denomination they had. Gathered some wild gourds and thought they were, they were peas. Oh, well. Then the works will be manifested in him, or... The same, for it is the same seed word of God. God's Son was His example seed. And what His life was, when the Spirit poured upon Him after His baptism and the Holy Ghost come upon Him, the very life that He produced, will that same watering Spirit of the Holy Ghost will bring forth the same kind of a life doing the same thing that He did, if it's the same seed. Amen. Son of God's seed will bring forth the Son of God's seed. Now, shame on you women with bob hair. Shame on you preachers denying that truth. <laughs> That's all right. The hair has nothing to do with it, but God said it did. <laughs> you worth that? That's why I believe the Word. It's a seed. And if the rain falls upon the seed, it'll bring forth of its kind. Now, what's the matter? It's revival. What do we do? Make a million more in 44. <laughs> Baptists, Presbyterians, whatever more, Pentecostals. Well, where is that manifestation of the works of Jesus Christ? I do nothing till first the Father shows me. Where is that kind of a seed coming from? The Holy Spirit will water and bring forth that seed. It's the water to the seed. If the seed's been planted, that's exactly what the water's for. If the water falls on you, you say, Bless God, let me tell you something, preacher. I'm so and so, I don't believe in that stuff. You're denominational. You're just an old hypocrite to start with. That's what kind of seed was planted. Don't, 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 don't misunderstand me. I love you, honey. 
I'm trying to get this to you, see. I, I, I'll stop at it when I finish today. I'll let it go, but I want you to know one time what's right. And the reason I believe what I believe. I believe the devil's deceived you. Frankly, I know he, frankly, I know he has. According to God's word, he can't fail. He's deceived you. <clears throat> yes, sir. That's why I preach those things the way I do, because God's word said it. Or say, well, Brother Brandon, this is a different date. It's the same word, though. They got some wheat out of the garner from back there that was in time of Joseph and put it in plant here a couple years ago to see that in a magazine and it produced proper wheat. It was still wheat. That's the reason. The only thing it needed is some water. God's Word is just the same as it was when He spoke it back under thousands of years ago. The only thing it needs is water. Why don't we get a crop because we've got the wrong kind of seed in? How many of y'all want to change your letter? <laughs> Two-fold child more hell than you was when you started. How many of you Methodists like come Baptist? You Baptists like come Pentecost, so just bring your membership over here. Oh, for goodness sake. Pile on, trash! Trash of the devil. There's no life in it at all. It's hybrid, hypocritical, dead twice, dead, puffed up by the roots. Didn't Jesus say ever plant that my heavenly Father has and plant it will be rooted up? Denomination, whatever it is, it will be rooted up. God's word almost stands. Right. That's what he said. Every man's word's a lie, but mine's the truth. Yeah. And where we go to go, you better come back to the, your senses. But you can't hear it unless you're predestinated to hear it. We're getting into that. Yeah. No wonder it falls like water on a duck's back. He's made to shed the water, not absorb it. <laughs> the ark was made out of sh- uh, gopher wood and shedding wood. It's the most, it's an element of hollow. Nothing in it but hollow. Everything's taken out of it. It's grown that way. The lightest wood there is. Lighter than balsam. Why did they do it? So he could soak it with pitch. If it's oak, he said, wouldn't oak do just a good note, sir? It won't soak up nothing. It turns it away. It, it's repellent. And this is an absorbent. And a real seed of God is an absorbent for the Spirit. All denominationalism's tuck out. All unbelief is out. And when the Holy Spirit comes into that germ of life that's laying there, it produces another seed, just exactly. Another son of God is born. Amen. Another amateur God. Son of God. I'm a Branham because I was born of Charla and Ella Branham. That makes me a Branham because I'm their seed. Their two agreements with their sperm together made a seed, and that made me. When God and His Word becomes one, hallelujah, that's when God's Spirit... Waters the seed of God, the Word of God, it produces God. And it's not the individual, it's God. For what you are dead. You're not yourself no more. You reckon yourself dead. Hollow out. Waiting for the seed germ. Then what is it? It isn't you no more. It isn't the man, it's God in the man. It's the seed germ. Like the beginning spoken word. God's word made manifest in the man. Then it is the man. It's the man that's died. He can't be a hybrid and a son at the same time. He's either a son of death or a son of life. So if he's a son of death, get over to the devil and let him kill it. Get over to God a minute and let him kill the devil within you. Run him out. Hollows you out. Then let God plant his own life in you. Then it's not you no more. It's God's life. Because it's God's word. Watered by the Holy Spirit will produce the same thing. You see it? I'd just love to preach on that a few minutes. What was it? 
30 or 40 pages of Scripture here. And I've only got three so far. <laughs> All right. Manifested. The works manifested the same by, same by us, for it is the same Word. Now, if you want to do the works of Christ, do the same thing He does. He that believeth on me shall have my works. What is that? Believeth what? That he is the original seed germ. That come where is the seed? Here, let me take these handkerchiefs. Here is the man that was supposed to be, right here. This is the man that was supposed to be. What happened? Eve hybrided it. Read it. What it did? Then what did it do? Turn to death. Keep dying. Dying. Now this one comes that out. Now here stays the word just the same. Here's the word laying here. Just the same. Now, what happened? Here's the word. Now the word that God spoke to multiply and replenish the earth, he couldn't find a place to land. <laughs> Finally, this word it caught into the womb of a virgin. We'll speak of the two wombs this afternoon, Lord. And what happened? From him came forth the germ life. The thing that gives the water, that gives the, the, the kernel, its chance to reproduce itself. The Spirit came out of him and went up. Here we are. We come along. What happened? We believe it. We believe it. Now, what did Jesus say? He that believeth on me. See? He that believeth on me, the works that I do, the manifestation that the Holy Spirit come in the form of a dove, come up on me, and done this, not through high breeding, but through virgin born. Amen. Not the, re the, the course of, of life, like breeding a child. Husband to wife. No, not that. Not a hybrid, but a virgin. Boom. Now, do this. I'm giving this life that if you, by faith, will accept what Father, all the prophets, all the Word of God, I will pour this life down upon you, and you can't do nothing else but produce the same thing that I am. Amen. The works that I do shall he do also. What did he do? Just as the Father led him. What did he stop? St. John 5, 19. Just, I do nothing till the Father shows me. What was he? Made himself a man. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God's spoken Word through a virgin brought forth a, a body, and in that body come the, the water, the Spirit, and washed for the water of the Word, and then went in him, dwelt in him, and there come the life of God manifesting himself through Christ. God was in Christ, the anointed one. Christ means the anointed one, a man that was anointed. And God dwelling in him, what was it? The germ with the flesh, the anointed one. Flesh being anointed with the Spirit of God produced the Word of God made manifest. And we beheld him, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. See, there we were. See, he was God's Word made manifest. And now he died in order to... Pay the debt of your hybriding. Ah. There it is. What is it? That you could die to yourself until you're no more yourself and be filled with His Word, believing His Word, and then the Holy Spirit, what was in Him, comes down to water that Word, to make it grow. See? And then, what is it? God manifesting, continuing the work of His first Son, His only begotten. Amen. See? That died for our high-breeding life. 
that he might reconcile us back to be sons and daughters of God, that through the church might flow the same life by the word, continuing the work being manifested as it was in Christ. Christ was God's word made manifest. And he died, gave his life, that he might send the Spirit, take his body up and send the Spirit back to water, pay the redeeming price, if we'll believe it, that's it, right there, if you believe it, he that believeth on me the works that I do, then come the Holy Spirit upon the same Word of God. Now you say, what did he throw it up on the Bible then? The Bible's got to be in you. The Word is a seed. As long as it's laying here, it won't do nothing. But when it comes in here, when it comes in the heart, then it begins to manifest by the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. Then visions come. Power comes. Humility comes. All your know-it-all is gone. You become nothing. Christ becomes alive. You die, He lives. There it is. Because He died, I live. When I die, He lives again. And when I die, He promised me life. And I died out to myself so in order I can have His life and how to do it, but taking His Word, His seed. But his seed in here by faith and believe it, and then it produces exactly what the Bible says. Now, my brethren, search out across the country. We find a lot of imitations. Let's go on just a little while longer. All right. The works is same manifested in his church that would be, that was manifested in Christ. He said so, St. John fourteen twelve. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall not. Is that right? All right predestinated as he was, makes the word seed flesh. I better stop there now. Maybe you wouldn't, but somebody out in the tape land might understand. Predestinated. All sons and daughters of God are predestinated. Amen. We'll get to the scriptures at while in this quarter, Ephesians, first chapter, fifth verse. All right, we are predestinated. Why? Christ is the original seed, and this original seed was predestinated by the foreknowledge of God, knowing that the fall would come and predestinated Him to take our place. Amen. You get it? All sons and daughters of God are predestinated. But you said then, would He condemn something? No, sir. You're your own free moral agent. But the reason that he know, he's being God, the infinite one, as I spoke to you about, he foreknew everything that would be. He knew who they were. Now, he didn't make Eve do that. He didn't make her do it, but he knows she would do it. Now, no wonder, I believe in the 12th chapter of St. Luke, I believe it is, he said, uh, don't put that down, I'll get, I've got it wrote down a little later, that he said, they got eyes, but they don't see they got ears, but they don't hear. Isaiah well spoke of you. Isaiah foresaw you. And now they are sitting there with eyes, ears, and everything else, but yet they can't see. Why? They're a repellent to the Word of God. Then Jesus said, oh, you hypocrites. You're the, you're the children of the devil and his works you do. Then condemn me, he said. Refuse my ministry. Well, show me where your ministry is producing the full word of God is his was. Now, predestinated as he was. Now, you say, how does the predestination come? God, formal. Now, does everybody don't understand this? I want you to raise your hand now when I get finished. See? 
God in the beginning commissioned Adam and Eve to multiply and replenish the earth. That's how sex was given. That's why it was. But what caused the high breeding? Bring death. Now we get that this afternoon in the two wombs. Now, notice. Now, in this, God foresaw and predestinated a world of sons and daughters. He predestinated them to be there. And because of hybriding, disbelieving God's Word, because of hybriding, God's put it right back again that you don't have to be hybrid anymore. You can come right back to the original world and be a son of God just like you were supposed to be at the beginning. Amen. Amen. See? Hallelujah. Christ couldn't help being what He was. He was the Son of God. That's it. See what I mean now? See, if you were intended, you see the Word of God. You believe it. Because why? There's something new. See? Why? Have you ever heard of strain in a family? A one, uh, a, a son will kind of uh, impersonate his father or, or the mother and or the grandfather or the grandmother. That's strain in the family. You've heard of it, haven't you? Well, that's the same thing from predestination. You were supposed to be here in the right way at the beginning. But being that you come the way you did, you're subject to the fall. But being that you're predestinated, you hear the word and brings you right back where you were predestinated. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Never saw that before. Amen. Brings you right. What, what makes you believe the word of God and turn down these other things? It's because you were, there's something in you. Way back there, you're supposed, you watch, you are made to live here forever. Now, scripture to that preacher, here it comes. All that he foreknew. He's called. All that he has called, he has justified. And all that he has justified, he has already glorified. What you said preaching, Brother Branham, there's a, there's a cross out there, the only thing I'm doing is saying I'm just throwing it out there to see where it goes. If the repellents, the grease of the muck of the world, the denominations throw it off, I can't help it. But if there's one out there that can absorb it, He'll turn to be a son and daughter of God. Amen. Because it's predestinated. That's the reason that God could work His works through Jesus. He was a predestinated son. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before a hundred billion, trillion, million years ago that we said Genesis 1-1 spoke of a while ago, He was right then predestinated to take His place. Amen. That's the reason the, the will of the Father He did. He was a word made manifest. And every one of the other sons will have the same manifestation. And that's the one that was predestinated. That little group in every generation will come up in the resurrection all the way from the beginning of the world. And the reason they hold on to it, even Paul spoke of in Revelation, yeah. and, and the Hebrews 11 chapter said they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins Amen. and was destitute and afflicted and tormented, of whom this world is not worthy of. Yeah. Hey man, had nothing to eat and run about and... Dug out and persecuted and saw the thunder like Isaiah was and many of the others. Paul speaking to them, man. Amen. Who was he said spoke of saw the thunder? Isaiah. Amen. The prophet. Predestinated. Even before the world began, he should have come through the womb of Eve. 
But when he comes to the womb of a woman, his spirit had to come here to be a witness. Amen. So Jesus was also came for a witness of the death, burial, and resurrection. That man will die but live again through him. Amen. For he's the seed that has to come up. Amen. Hope you see it. All right. Predestinated as he was makes the word seed flesh in you. His church. God's word. You say, sure, Brother Brown. Every word I believe. Then don't back up when you get your tradition. See? Stay right with that word and stay with that. Watch what's happening. Say, oh, Lord. I believe it. Send the Holy Spirit. Then watch. Then if he goes to bearing record, then you know you got it. Not by some sensation the devils do that. Not by some miracle the devils do that. But by your constant belief in the Word of God and the life that you live. Never denying nothing. All right. That makes a Word becoming flesh. See? Flesh and the same water spirit. Now, wait a minute. I can't pass this by. See, Jesus was the seed of Abraham, fleshly speaking. Is that right? A predestinated seed of Abraham. And when the Spirit fell on him, what kind of life did he bring? He brought a faith life. What kind of life? You mean he's going to be a soldier like Abraham? That's where people get so mixed up today. They try to think that a man of God has to do this and follow this and do that. Oh, mercy. No! What was, how was Christ the seed of Abraham? Not in his, so much in his body, because Isaac, that seed of Isaac, finally fell and died. It backslid in high bread too. We'll get to it directly. See? But the faith seed of Abraham, that he believed God's word regardless of what the circumstances were. Amen. Hey, you know, I feel like shouting. Look, see, look. The faith seed of Abraham. What was his, not Abraham's body, but Abraham's faith. Amen. Abraham's faith in what? The Word of God. No matter what come, he called anything contrary to it as though it wasn't even there. <laughs> Wouldn't that rip these denominations to pieces? Mm. 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 It sure would. If the truth of even marriage and divorce was only brought out in its light that it's in here in the Bible, you'd break up every church in this city. Any other city. Try to get back to it. They're both sides wrong. I can prove it by the word. They're both wrong. All right. Whether a man should do this or do that or a woman this or that, I'm not going to say it because I've got enough confusion now. Jesus said, let him alone. Blind leads the blind. Uh, they just fussed about it. They wouldn't believe it. If they're born to eternal life, they'll believe the Word. That's right. If they don't, God will manifest Himself to them. If they don't believe it, well, they won't believe it. That's all. Let's get to this first. We might get to that later sometime. Well, let's take care of this first see? and see why we must believe these things, how we got to believe them. You must believe them. If you don't, you're lost. You are. Believe what, Brother Brandon? You? No, sir, not me. <laughs> believe me and... And I'm saying the Word. I'm not putting anything here. I'm just telling you what the Bible says about believing this Word. And that's what I've done is trying to believe that Word just the way it's wrote. I don't add anything, take anything. I just read it just the way it is and believe it just like that. 
And by the grace and help of Almighty God, he's confirmed it. And I ask anybody to disprove it. Now, you hold the tapes, come to it. Tell me one time I ever told you anything wrong, it didn't come to pass. Tell me anything wrong, any time that God never confirmed and worked it just exactly according to the way it was said. All right. Predestinated as he was makes the word seed the same water on what? This church today is a bride predestinated? Did God say he would have a bride without spot or wrinkle? Then it's predestinated, isn't it? See? Well, Christ is predestinated. He was a royal seed of Abraham, and what did he do? When the Spirit come on Christ, he bore record of the Word of God. And when the, when the water spirit falls on the word seed, the royal seed of Abraham's faith in God's word will produce the same kind of a crop. Now, don't believe that. All right, let's find out. Let's go down and say, are we Abraham's seed? Genesis 17. Go back in Genesis and get the 17th chapter. I'm leaving a lot of these off here, but I, I've got to hit some of them in here because some critic might come along and say, I don't believe that. So we just place a little bit in there so he can stop him from saying it, see? All right, 17.7. Let's start at the sixth verse. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, Abraham's seed. And I will make many nations, Gentiles and all, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant, now watch, between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be with to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. What is the seed of Abraham now? Not his flesh. Paul said, Jew, that Jew outwards, not Jew, Jew inwardly. What is the seed of Abraham? Those that believe the whole word of God, regardless of what denomination or papa or mama or anybody else says, they believe the whole word of God. God said, I'll establish my covenant right now, predestinate, this covenant with thee and with the seed in each generation after thee that will believe it. Amen. There you are, seed of Abraham. Now, you say, now watch, God said, I will establish it with this seed. Well, you say, Brother Brown, that gives everybody... Wait, now just a minute, let's go to Ephesians now. Over to the book of Ephesians, and we're going to start the first chapter of Ephesians. And then we'll read a little bit here and just see what God has to say about this, this subject. Now listen, Paul, now watch the way he addresses this. Now everybody, on your, on your feet now, we just got, uh, on your lookout, we got just a few minutes now, and then we'll, about 45 minutes, something, and we'll dismiss for lunch. Now look, Paul, an apostle, what is apostle? One cent. Paul, a sent one, of Jesus Christ. Is that right? By the will of the Sanhedrin. I misread that, didn't I? By the will of, of the Luther... Uh, of the, well, anyhow. Paul, a sent one of Jesus Christ by the will of God. To the saints... Who is it? To everybody? No, sir. Everybody can't take it. That's right. To the saints which are at Ephesus... And to the faithful in Christ <laughs> Jesus. Them is already in there. That's what I hope I'm talking to in this congregation this morning. 
those that are already in Christ Jesus. Now, that's what this is. See, you can't tell the, those, those babies out there about it. They can't eat meat. They have to drink milk. They're stunted, see? So, remember, they can't eat strong meat. Now, to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Now, he's talking to the church now. This is not the outside. This is the church. With all spiritual, spiritual blessings in heavenly places, like this morning. Those who love it is just eating it up. Hmm? Heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us. Did we choose him? Huh? Oh, Brother Bram, I, I beg your pardon. I didn't know you. According to the word, you didn't. Jesus said, you never chose me. I chose you. Oh, yeah. When did he choose it? When did Jesus say he chose his church? For the foundation of the world. According as he has chosen us in him at the last revival that Dr. So-and-so... No. You might read that in a creed. A textbook. But not in this one. According as he has chosen us in him before... The foundation of the world. When were we chosen? At the last revival? The night we got saved? Why? When there wasn't no world, there was no star. There was no atoms, no molecules. That's when we were chosen. <laughs> oh, don't let me start preaching on that. I'm just trying to explain something here. All right. Before the foundation of the world, that we should be what? Members. No, we should, uh, all after we're saved, we just do as you want to. We should be holy and without blame before Him in membership. Don't know it's love, ain't that's right. All right. In love. So, excuse me, I'm just cutting up, I guess. Now I shouldn't do it. All right. In love. Having, um, what? P-R-E-D-E-S-T-I-N-A-T-E-D. Or predestinated us unto the adoption of children, the seed from the beginning, see, of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Who did it? God. When did he do it? For the foundation of the world. That if we come in an illegitimate birth through Eve's corruption, making us all of her children and subject to death, then the sovereign God has to make a way to redeem his children. And all the Father has given me will come to me. And no man can come unless my Father draws me. Oh, my now, where's your great big thing you've done? <laughs> you never done nothing. You ought to be ashamed. God who done all things. The wheels are working just right. Someone come to the day said somebody said something bad about me and he accused me of something that was wrong. And I said, oh, forget it. So how can you take it like that? That involves your family. That, I said, oh, my. I said, that was predestinated before the foundation of the world to give me a trial. I said, well, my, my, my. Sure. I said, that's all right. But how do you do it? I said, if I look right down this way, I'd be falling all the time. 
That's where the people live. If I accept the truth of God's word, Brother Brandon, kick me out. Well, what are you looking here for? Look out here at the end of the room. Amen. See, a man who looks like this, he don't know where he's going. You're looking this way. But if you look out there, you don't care what's going on now, you know where you're going. Amen. That's it. Look where you're going. Stay lined up with the word. All right. Predestinated us now. Unto the adoption. Now, do you believe we were predestinated? Now, was Jesus predestinated? He was the Lamb of God already slain before there was a lot, before there was a meter, before there was a molecule, atom, or anything. He was the Son of God slain. Oh, the greatness of God. And then these little peanut brains out of some little manufactured supernatural incubator over here tries to debate that and say it's not right. That's a shame. Who are you? Even some of them say there's no hell and you're sitting on a pot of it every day. 8,000 miles thick just below you, volcanic. Now look up and defy God in His Word. When you defy the Word, you defy God. Huh? Oh, my. How great thou art, Lord. How thankful we should be. All right. So, believers of the Word and Spirit must be one. Yet, believers, the Word and the Spirit are absolutely one. You don't do your own thinking. You don't use your own mind. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. The mind that's in Christ is in you, see. The mind that's in Christ in you will take the Word just like He did, because He was the Word. And the mind of Christ in you, you are the Word. You're God's living Word, representatives of Him here on earth. That's right, continuing the work. The church should be that way. And when so... The Bible is manifested again like in the early days of the disciples. Just like the disciples. The Bible is living again in you. Now, let's see. I've got to try to get at least about 15 pages here right quick. Now, I just hate to do that. But I'm just going to, have to run over it because I don't. Then I'll be this afternoon. I've got a meeting tomorrow. And, and I just got to hurry now. All right. Now, we'll try to make it just a little quicker if we can. Snap into it. Are you believing? Alright. And when so, the Bible is manifested again like in the early days of Christ. See? Because you are a predestinated seed, just like Christ was. And when the rain falls on the seed, the life produces itself. When the Holy Spirit falls, when it fell on those seed that Jesus said He chose them, when? Before the foundation of the world, then they were a predestinated seed. Is that right? Then here they haul themselves up in the upper room, these seeds, the Word, and the Word was laying on there without life in it. All of a sudden there came a sound from heaven as the waters began to gush down. Amen. And it actually filled all the house where they were sitting. And the seeds began to grow. <laughs> it began to manifest itself. The Word of God being manifested. All right. Why then has the revival fires lit up? I've, I've got about ten scriptures here, if you can just notice it's going here, that I ought to say it, but I've got to skip over a lot of it, I'm just, so we get the outline of it. All right? Why, then, has the revival fires let up? Uh, I am got to call names. I won't do it after this, unless God tells me to. But I've got to call names. I've got to say things that I don't want to say. But in order to make this clear... You can see now where I'm getting to, the reason I've done what I've done. I believe this is the Word. And I believe that Christ has a church. 
And the church is the field. We'll get to it after a while. And you've got to get the Word in the field before the Spirit can ever do anything. Yeah. Why, then, has the revival fires let up? You don't hear very much more of Billy Graham, like great evangelists. Or Roberts not burning the country like he used to. My meetings is not even heard of. There's just three. What's the matter? Now we're going to get some real deep teaching. I'm going to have to just use it now. And if this tape should fall in the hands of Billy Graham or Roberts, I want you to know, my brethren, that I'm not disregarding you. I'm taking myself, if you notice, in there as your fellow brother in the gospel. And I think after this you'll have a better understanding, brethren, of why I have did what I've done. And I hope that I'll find grace in the sight of God and before you, and being honest and truthful to tell you the reason why. Now, Billy Graham, the world was a-burning here not long ago with Billy Graham. Very something here of it now. He's still going, but what's the matter? Old Roberts, <laughs> just burning the earth up, dying down. Tommy Osborne, all of them are good, godly men. What's happened? Believing that God called me for a ministry, what's happened to mine? Now, here's going to answer some questions. Amen. What's happened? You say, Brother Branham, yours is deadest of all of them. That, that's true. That is right. Billy Graham's more heard of than I am. And Billy's more heard of than Oral. Oral's more heard of in one day than I am in six months. Tommy Osborne. Tommy Hicks. Any of those godly men. They're more heard of. So as far as that occurs, mine's farther away than all of them. What's happened? Brother Graham, you're saying that, that you're telling the sheriff that you actually believe the Word and everything. Well, what's happened to you then? What's taking place? That's what we want to know. Amen. That's what we want to know. Now, put her down in your mind now. Pull down the umbrella and shake the rain off and open up your heart just a minute. Listen. Remember, the Bible said in Genesis, the first chapter we read to base our thought for the day, is every seed after its kind. It'll have to bring forth after its kind. That's right. Every seed will have to bring... Remember, the earth is full of seeds. And it, the rain makes it bring forth after its kind. I believe it is near the harvest time. Don't you believe it? You all agree with that? We are near the harvest time. Now, the seed has been planted. That's what's the matter with us. The seeds have been planted. Oh, God. I wish you could see what passed before me. <laughs> the seeds has been planted. Remember, there's a planting time, then a harvest time. They know they said so. All right. Now, there's been three different kinds of seeds planted. A denominational... Billy Graham, he was a head planter. Or Roberts for the Pentecostal. Pentecostal seeds been planted. I'm talking about organization now. And then the word's been planted. 
Now, you'll have to understand, folks. I ain't saying this no more unless God tells me. I want you to get this good and clear. Three seeds have been planted. <clears throat> That's the reason the planting is about over. Yeah. All over. Seeds must be planted before the rain falls. Is that right? Or otherwise, the Spirit. Now you're going to disagree there, but hold on just a minute. Seeds must be planted, and then the rain falls to water the seed. Is that right? Now, I want, is there anybody in here that understands Hebrew? Knows Hebrew words. All right? You look it up, don't you? Now, we are hearing so much in so many organizations and everything else talk about we're in the latter rain. Nonsense. No such a thing. Now, oh, uh, something's happening. <laughs> I can just see it passing before me. It's done caught the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. I know this is truth. It's thus saith the Lord. Like vision. See? Just moving, coming. Can't hardly get look down here. Every time I look, I see it just moving up in front of me like that and breaking off. Move this way and look this way. I've been trying to watch some fellas sitting around down here look away and everywhere I look. It's like there it is. See? All right. Let's go back and try it again. I'll be sure that I got it in there. I don't know what exactly happened along that line. Look. I believe that it is near the harvest time. The seeds have been planted. Denominational seeds of the uh, churches such as the... Uh, Evangelicals like uh, Baptists and Presbyterian, Lutheran, and the Pentecostal seeds has been planted into the Pentecostal organization by great men like O. Roberts, Tommy Hicks, and Tommy Osborne, great men of God. See, and I believe that the Word of God has been planted unadulterated away from any of those organizations. That's what's the matter. See? The seed must have the seed plant must have seed water before it can grow. It must have water to fall before the seed that's been planted can grow. Now, what do you say, Brother Bram, he's been our I know, that's right. Catching your thought now. You just can't hide it now. All right. So be careful what you're thinking. Now, the seed must be planted and then it must have water in order to grow. Now, you say, well, Brother Branham, I'm going to express your thoughts all there. We've had the water. So be it. That's correct. You have had the water. If you're plant cabbage or anything or seeds or something like that, you usually they got a water there, you just pour it along it. All right. But now wait, what did we have in that planting time? The farmer rain. Oh, you say, Brother Branham, nonsense. Now, wait just a minute. You take the word farmer in Joel 2 and look at it and see if the Hebrew word, you go to Hebrew and see if, it don't, if you want to write it down. M-O-U-R-E-H. Mora. And get the Hebrew word and interpret and see what mora means. Teaching. The teaching rain has went forth. The denominational teaching rain has went forth. A million more and 44 Baptists. 
so-and-so, so-and-so, members in the church. Oral Roberts and them brothers with the Pentecostal moved the economic, uh, the great uh, uh, Pentecostal movement moved up into the million. See, that's right. And the seed has went forth the word for the minority, the group. Now watch. Now remember, the word M-O-U-R-E-H, mora, means teaching. The former reign, it says the mora reign. The teaching ring, teaching ring, went forth. Billy Graham has struck the world. The Pentecostals struck the world. And the Word has struck the world. Now, what's the matter now? She's now waiting for the latter ring. That's when she produces her fruits. Oh. I hope you get it. Then the kind of seed you have planted in your field will be the kind of crop you will reap. If the denominations want more members, that's what they're going to get. That's what they have gotten. The Pentecostals want more Pentecostals, that's what they're going to get. But the Word's going to produce sons and daughters of God. That's coming too. Watch Look at that great land of rain supposed to be done. How they would run over the wall, leap over, and how there'd be an army coming. Just wait a minute. Uh-huh. The kind of crop you'll get, the kind of seeds you put in your field. All right. The two denominational kinds, you understand. The two denominational kinds will unite together to go to Sodom. But the word will stay with the elected, the royal seed. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Two angels went down, two anointed ministers, went down to Sodom to try to bring out a man that was backslidden, had a little speck of God about him, and his wife, his bride, you know what happened to her? She was disgraced, and look at his daughters, and look what it hatched out to be after he got out. It was always a hair in the biscuit. You know that's right. Excuse that expression, but, you know, a gaggy thing. So that's a, it always was. We know that. Now, you can't deny God's Word. But there was one that stayed with Abraham that gave a sign. Is that right? All right. All right. One stayed back. What was Abraham and his group called? The elected seed. That never went down. They were pilgrims. They journeyed here. They journeyed there. They journeyed here. They journeyed there. Interdenominational. But the denomination went out and made himself a city, and Lot became the priest or the uh, bishop or the, uh, you know, whatever it was there, the big man, sitting in the city and done the judge, who says, the bishop, the state presbyter, no, we won't have that gone on, Mitch. No, sir. He disagrees with our theology. We can't have it. There's old Lot. There he said. If he don't pack credentials from our group, we won't have him at all. Who made you a judge or the house of God, you hybrid? God's word will be preached anyhow. St. Martin went to a group like that, and that guy wouldn't even stand up to give him respect after he broke the gates. God even burned his robe off of him, back of him. 
made him rise up and salute that prophet of God that entered the city. That's right. His seat caught on fire. Where was it setting the throne? He was on. That's right. You've read the history of the church. Yes, sir. He went out there with the true word. Performed miracles and signs and proved on the word that he was. They had their own bishopry and they had what they wanted. And that's just what they wanted. But God's going to see that there might be some elected children in there and he had to go get them. That's right. So remember, what was it? Now let's stop here just a minute. Lot once had the choice to be in a denomination himself. Is that right? He once had the choice to journey with Abraham, but the love of the world choked him out. That's what's done today. And remember, those down in Sodom never seen one of those supernatural miracles. They had a blinding. In preaching the word, blinds the eyes of the unbeliever. That's what Billy Graham and them have done. Blinded the eyes of them unbelievers out there. That's right. Uh, you can't deny that Jesus said, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming. Here it is in the Bible. It'll be the same thing at the coming of the Son of Man. Now watch. But there was one which was the Word. He was the Word, and what did He say? With the promised ones, the elected ones. The Word stayed with the elected ones. And the Word of God today will stay with the elected ones. The royal seed of Abraham by the promise. What kind of works did it do? When it was manifested about 800 years later in the form of Jesus Christ, it done the same works that, that one did there, the Word did, at the gate at Abraham's tent. Set with his back turned to the tent. Told Abraham his name is Abraham. Not Abram, what it always had been, what his name, but his name is Abraham, because God met him a few days before that and told him his name is Abraham. Said, Where is thy wife? Not S A R R A S A R A H. Where is thy wife Sarah? Like he didn't know. Said, She's in the tent behind you. He said, I'm going to visit you. I, the personal pronoun, I'm going to visit you according to the time of life. Oh, and you're going to have that baby that you've waited on. The latter rain is fixing to fall. You've hold that seed in there long enough now on believing, and you're looking for a coming son, and he's coming. Amen. Amen. That's the real church today. That elected seed. You've been looking for him, and I'm going to send him to you. What said that? The Word. Oh, you said that wasn't the Word. I beg your pardon. Abraham called him Elohim. That's the almighty, self-existing one. He was the Word. Elohim. Where did he come to? Abraham's seed. Now remember, he had nothing to do with those denominations. He stayed right with the elected and preached. That's right. And showed the sign. And Jesus said, now wait just a little bit. Then Sarah, in herself, watch that pollution, see, now, actually, to disbelieve that, God would have killed her. Right there. you know that? And she come out and denied. Abraham, she laughed up her sleeve, in other words, to herself. I should never remember even cracked a smile, but down in her heart, she, she, she kind of laughed a little bit. Me, an old one, a hundred years old, fifty years since the menopause. 
time of life, live with him all that years. Well, we haven't lived as husband and wife for 25 years, maybe, 30, see? And you say, I'm going to have pleasure with my Lord, Abraham, her husband. That's kind of wise you all are to be, should be. Paul said the same thing. Love your husband that much. Not hybrid something up here, you see. Remember your thoughts. We'll get to that this afternoon in the womb thought. So, now, but in that, she loved Abraham so much she called him her Lord. My Lord being old too, and me old, and me have pleasure with him again. And she... And the angel showed Abraham who he was. But he was the Word. He said, why did Sarah laugh? So he called her forth. And she said, I never, he said, but you did. What? That's grace. See? Right there, God would have slew her. Right there. But he couldn't. See our stupidity? He'd kill every one of us. But he can't. Amen. To kill Sarah, he had to take Abraham because Sarah was a part of Abraham. Amen. They were Amen. one Amen. in union. Amen. And to take the church and destroy it, he can't do it because it's part of himself. Amen. Christ, part of himself. Amen. The Word being made flesh. Wow. <laughs> Amazing grace. Wow. Yeah. Couldn't do it. You get it? Amen. He couldn't kill her. He couldn't take her life. Because she was part of Abraham. See? She was flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. And our mistakes, don't say, well, I, I made a failure. No, that don't make it. Abraham made failures too. See? But he couldn't take the church. He can't kill the elected. He can't take your life because you're part of himself. You're the Word. The Word is in you. It's manifested itself, proven itself. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, all the words of God. You believe every one of them working, God working through you. See, you're part of the Word, which is Christ. And we are taught that He is the Word, and we are flesh of His flesh and born of His bones. There you are. Now we're coming down to something. Mora. Mora. The rain, former rain, flaming rain, has went forth. Now, what had happened? The former rain was being planted. The latter rain fell. What happened? Sodom and its sodomites burned. Abraham received the promised son. Jesus said, let them grow together. The terrors will be bound, bundled, and burned. The gar- wheat will go to the garner. See? The latter rain's just at hand. We're going to get, I don't want to wait too long on that because I've got something real good back here on that. I know, see. The two denominations will unite. Pentecostal and this other, and will unite. But uh, the Word will stay with Abraham's promised seed, as it did then. Jesus said, as it was then. Have you got ears to hear? Eyes to see? Understanding to understand with? Jesus said, as it was. Is not it written? Would he say if he was standing here this morning? Would Would not he say this? Is not it written? That as the days of Sodom, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. Don't you see the two harvests coming up here? Stephen, their last shower. They come along to that last shower. See? Then what happened? The angels and the Lord disappeared. Then the rain took place. All right. Now watch real close now. Now... I believe I was on this subject here, yeah, on the rain, and 
for the latter end, all signs are pointing to the end now. Everybody that reads God's Word knows that. Even, let me stop on another one right here. I'm going to have to call names. I don't mean to be rude, but I've got, uh, I'm, I told God I, I, I'd pull no punches. I'd come out here and just express exactly what I've known all my life. And then there's some things over here at the end I'm going to have to withhold, I know, but I, I'm, I'm going to express to you as far as he let me do it. First, I, Miss Woods knows that after I got this and many more pages beside this, the Holy Spirit said, don't do that. Did I call you, Miss Woods? He said he told me not to do that. So I went back and prayed, and that night he come to me in a vision and said, go do this. Take this and place it there, because they won't understand this. It isn't time for this yet. Place this here. And I did. Right. See? Obedience is better than sacrifice. All right. Obeying. Now, now look, we're show you we're at the end time. Even the un the parable of the wise virgin and the unwise virgin virgin is with us. Now look. The unwise virgin virgin, excuse me, the unwise virgin is going to be the hybrid. See? She had the seed without the oil. The moisture to make it grow. Now, and what's she doing? The, the two groups, the Pentecostal group and the denominational of the world, the uh, evangelical groups, has emerging together. See? What's for? Going to start. Now, notice, to read this hard. Notice, the unwise virgin, virgin, have you noticed that even one of my great friends, a real scholar, a man that's smart, intelligent, brilliant Pentecostal man, and I notice my brethren in the Christian businessman is shouting the praises of God because in there they got Episcopalian preachers. Catholic priest? I wonder if those men are sound asleep. Do you realize, they say, oh, it's the greatest thing you ever heard, Brother Bram. Why, this Episcopalian people come over here and they say they got the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues. They did these things. Glory to God. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're just, well, their church has been revolutionized. Oh, my. Brethren, don't you know what that is? It's the sign when the wise virgin wants oil, or the unwise virgin, rather, wants oil. And while she's buying it, that's the time that the bridegroom comes. Oh, you Pentecostals, what's the matter? Well, you can't see it unless God shows it to you. That's one thing, sure. If, if you wasn't born back then or predestinated to it, you'll go to miss it. Blessed are the ears that can hear. Blessed are the hearts that can understand. For the time is at hand. Every sign pointing to it. See? Look what kind of revivals they're having. Great revivals. Have had. Looks good, doesn't it? You say, Brother Bram, now you've got us on a limb. That's where I wanted you. <laughs> 
you go to know what's right and wrong. Give it the word test. That's where you tell what's right or wrong. Let's give it the word test. See what it says about the word. Any spirit. See what it says about the word. If it denies the word, it's not of God. No matter what it is, if it denies the word, it's not of God. Look, give it the word test and see what happens. Jesus warned us of these things. Matthew, the 24th chapter, and the 35th verse. I just want to refer to that because on account of the tapes, just a moment. Now, we haven't got but just about 20 more minutes till we dismiss, and, and I'm sure we're not we'll even get one-third of the way through, but I've got to read this anyhow. See? Matthew 24 and 35. Now, listen real close to what Jesus said. Now, how, this, how he told us that the two spirits would be so close to deceive the very elected. You know that, don't you? Now, is it going to be true? Yes, sir. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Now, that the two spirits so close together, now it's got to be that way. It's got to be that way. The, the Pentecostal denomination has got to act so real like the real until Jesus said that only the elect wouldn't be deceived. That kills me. But my denominational brethren, can't you see why, why I've done what I've done? So close that it would deceive the very elected if it was possible. But the elected that's elected to eternal life. Now, you talk about striking this. We will strike it after a while. Really hit it. The, remember, it's the elected is the only kind that will catch it. Amen. Well, you say, how do you know that you're not right? Then test me by the Word. Amen. Come test your denomination by this Word. Let's see who's right. Prove all things the Bible says. He said, don't make any difference. Be baptized this way. It does make a difference. That's what Satan told Eve. Amen. Somebody already been baptized in Acts 19. A good Christian man baptized him too, John the Baptist. Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? We said, he said, we know not where to be in the Holy Ghost. He said, then how was you baptized? If you'd have caught it, you'd have known it. Okay? But how would you, how, how was you baptized? He said, unto John, the great man that baptized Jesus. Paul said, that will not work now. Oh, John never baptized only unto repentance, not for remission of sins. The sacrifice wasn't offered. And when they heard this, they were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What if Moses said, God said, take off your shoes, Moses. He said, you know, I tied them a little tight this morning, Lord. I'll show more respect. I'll take off my hat. That wasn't a word. He never said hat. He said shoes. And that's the devil that tries to whitewash that like he did with Mother Eve. It's every word, the truth, just the way God's got it wrote there. That's the way I believe it. Now you can go ahead and you say, well, we got the truth. Well, you go ahead then. That's all right. If you're that blind, you go right ahead staggering in darkness. This is the words go to judge you, brother, not your creed. Oh, it looks good. Yes, sir. Looks good. And you say, well, Brother Branham, wait a minute. Bless God, I've seen him go out there and heal the sick. Oh, so have I. Oh, I've seen him speak in tongues. Yes, sir. So have I. 
I've never believed, and there's no one can prove it by God's Word, that the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. I want the man to come do it. I've challenged that all along. I believe in speaking in tongues, yes, sir. But I've seen devils speak in tongues. Witches and wizards speak in tongues and interpret it. Denying there was such a thing as Jesus Christ. I've seen man speak in tongues living with another man's wife. Then he looked me right in the face of vision before him, calling out to one side and made him a witness to it. You call that the Holy Spirit? Oh, yes. You say, well, Brother Branham, don't you believe the Holy Ghost speaks in tongues? Yes, sir. But give it the word test. See? Jambres and Jambes work miracles. That's right, didn't he? Yes, sir. Jambres and Jambes, when Moses went down to Egypt, everything that Moses done in the way of a sign, Jambres and Jambes, them two witches, could produce the same thing. Two devils. Moses would say, please. They said, please. Moses said, a stick on the ground. They said, a stick on the ground. A serpent, a serpent. Right. They can work miracles. The Bible said in the last days that devils would rise working miracles and would deceive the people. Awful hard, brother. But you must know the truth. Jesus said, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have not I did this and did that and did that and so forth in your name. You say, depart from me, you work of iniquity. What is iniquity? Something that you know that's wrong and you do it anyhow. And you know that God's Word is right. Why do you play the hypocrite because of your organization and take a little bit here and we'll take the rest of it? You work of iniquity said, depart from me. I never even knew you. That's either way through hell here or hereafter. So, now, remember that's true. That's what Jesus said. Jambres and Jambes withstood Moses. Remember, and the Bible said, as they withstood Moses, in the last days they would reappear those spirits again. Why? Just before the liberation of the people. Hallelujah. The liberation times here. Jesus said in Matthew 24, that that they would deceive the very elected if it was possible. Just the elected will catch it. Just one here and there. The very elected is possible. As Jambres and Jambres withstood Moses, so will these men of reprobate mind concerning the Word. Oh, amen. Concerning the truth, and the Word is the truth. Amen. Is that right? Now, this is not skim milk, friends. Look, they, the Bible said, Jesus said that they would be so close that they would deceive the very elected if it was possible. But it ain't possible. That seed's going to fall there because it was predestinated to fall there. The seeds just went forth. The denomination is just sowed. The word's been sowed. See? And Jambres and Jambres, they them people, the Bible said these devils would rise up in the last days and would deceive the people by these miracles and signs that they could perform. How are you going to know the difference? The word. Well, even the Old Testament said if they speak now according to the law and prophets, there's no life in them. They deny one thing. And show me one person who's ever baptized 
use the title of name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Why do you do it then? A creed. High bread. Dead children, bastard children. Christ dead, popped up by the roots. Never a root that I ever plant that my Heavenly Father hasn't planted, but He's rooted up. Both heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away, said Jesus. Now you see why I've stood the way I have? Show me one place! If it isn't a curse for a woman to cut her hair. There you are. Then you fuss at me. Then people say, Brother Bram's a prophet. Oh, you believe him as long as he's talking to the people, telling their sins and things like that. But when he goes to teaching, don't you believe that? Well, you poor hypocrite. You don't know nothing. Doesn't the Bible say the word of the Lord came to the prophets? I don't call myself a prophet. I'm no prophet. But you said so. I'm saying what you said. And then turn around and say a thing like that. Don't say you didn't do it. I've even got a tape where you said it. You didn't know that, did you? I just want you to say you didn't one time. That's all I want you to say. I'll let your own voice play back to you. And Jambres and Jambres withstood Moses. Miracle workers. But where was the Word, the true Word? There was God's work in miracles. There was God's could do everything the miracle line. That, but there was two anointed prophets standing there. Or one prophet and his helpmate. There was an anointed prophet called Moses to dead. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. At the end, it was all manifested before the deliverance. Is that right? The so-called miracle workers died right out. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, to manufacture a ladder rain. Nonsense. Well, a ladder rain will sweep the world, brother. And then a farmer rain, sowing words. That's right. Now you'll see what the latter rain produces. You'll find out there'll be an affiliation. The Pentecostals and all the groups will come together and they'll shut the doors on them guys that won't listen to it and you won't even be allowed to open your mouth. Right. That's when he'll come. That's when he'll show. That's when you'll see a rain. Oh, Lay still. Be quiet. Let it go. Oh, but the Word was with that anointed prophet because the Word of the Lord came to the prophet. Now, God doesn't change His system. No, no. He never changed His system. Now, what was it? There stood three again. There went Jambus and Jambus performing miracles. Like, went in, Sodom. Done one little miracle, blinded people. See? There stood Abraham, the anointed one, with God. And his helpmate, Sarah. Is that right? Yeah. Here stood Jambus and Jambus performing miracles. Anything that Moses could do in the sign of miracles. Sign. There stood the anointed word. Amen. The prophet. Amen. With his helper. Amen. His assistant. Oh, I wish I could preach on that now for just about a good two hours. All right. In Genesis 1, remember, every seed after its kind... It must forever be that way. There's all those types. A man who would say, could believe that the church will go through a tribulation period. I wonder where you'd ever get a seed for that. 
What even what do you say? I believe it says this that they'll do. That's all right. Did you notice back yonder where the rains fell on the other time? Where did it fall? No, it was in the ark before the judgment struck. Sodom, Lot was out of Sodom before it ever taken place. It's, sure, we're we going through no tribulation period. You're going into rapture one of these days. Certainly. What do we? Why do you have to be judged? He stood my tribulation. Jesus Christ. There's where my tribulation is taking place, right there. Yeah. I accepted him in three. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Mm-hmm. Moses was safe, safely protected with Israel while the tribulation fell. That's right. All right. Every seed must come after its kind. God made man in his image after his kind. To be his word on earth. He expressed it in Jesus Christ. What was? God was in Christ. Amen. That's the man after his kind. See? When God, which is the Word, how many knows he's the Word? Amen. When the Word was in Christ, a man, human man, expressing itself through him, that was God, the Word, in Christ, expressing itself. And God, in the beginning, made man in his own image. And that's the kind of man that God makes today. The seminary and the incubator uh, hatchery turns out a bunch of hybrids. See, the schools. But when God calls a man, he's in his own image. The Word made alive in him. That's right. There he is. That's God's man. Man in his own image. In his very likeness. And Jesus said that he'll do the works that I do. So God made man in his own image after his kind. His kind. What is his kind? The Word. He is the Word. Then if a man denies God's word, how can he be in God's image? Just ask the question. Ask yourself, how can he be in God's image and deny God's word? When the word's expressed image of himself. Or it says it doesn't mean that. They expressed image of God said, Oh, I said it, but I didn't really mean it. I, I was wrong there. I, I backed up. That was for some other time. I didn't mean it. Oh, mercy. Trash. Slop of the devil that he fed to eat. Don't let him try to poke it down the elected neck, old. No, sir. You won't believe that. Just come join with our gang. Join nothing. You've got to be born, not join. New creature. Yes, in his own image of his kind. To be, to be his expressed word on earth. Now, Jesus... Was God's express word. Do you believe that? Then what are we to be? Sons of God too with the express word in the church carrying on. That's the mythical body of Christ. Carrying on the same works that Jesus did when he was here on earth. See? That's the kind after his kind. Now you can have the Lutheran kind after Lutheran. The Methodist kind after the Methodist. The Catholic kind after Catholic. The Pentecostal kind after his kind. The oneness after its. The Trinity after its. But if you're God's kind. That's different. Okay? You're the expressed image of the Word making itself manifest. Oh, my. What's got to? If the water falls on it, it's got to do it. Then, then give him a birth, a type, and he, after God made man in his own image. I, I just don't think i got time for this next expression. It's a dandy. But I, I don't want to. All God's words are dandy, see? And look here, where I'm supposed to be at, at dinner time, I'm just about that far away from it. About one-sixth of it. 
Hmm. All right. Can I? Let's just leave it there. What do you say? And then we. Now, how many can come back this afternoon? Raise your hand. Good. I don't want to keep you too long. I, I just. Uh, I don't want to wear you out. And now I'll. Uh, now you tape, boys. Just leave the tapes run. Just a minute. And I'll. Uh, I'll cut this off. Um, uh, just in a minute myself. All right, sir. Now we. Our last thought here was that God made man in His own image after His kind. God made a man after His kind. You get it? Amen. A man after his kind. What kind of a man was he? If you look back and see what he was when he was made flesh, that's the kind of man he makes. <laughs> Is that right? Amen. A man after his kind. Amen. Amen. That's right, isn't it? That's his kind of man. He said another time, one time to a man, you're after my own heart. A man after his own heart, David. You remember that? The Spirit of God and David. David, a rejected king. Always the anointed is rejected. David, the rejected king, went up the hill when his own people. I'll preach this for this next three minutes. When David's own people should be his own kind, dethroned him, his own son, and run him off the throne. David went down there, and even one of them come out there spitting on him. That anointed king. And this little old guy come along, crippled up in his doctrine. <laughs> the Bible says he was crippled, you know. And he went along spitting on that king. Watch Christ. Spitting on him. That messenger by his side, an angel, representing him. Pull the sword so should the head of that dog stay on? Put on that king. <laughs> An angel said, Oh, strike him dead! David said, Put up your sword. Amen. I have to do this. <laughs> Went up on top of the hill of Jerusalem. Looked back down a rejected king in West. 800 years from there, the son of David, the spirit that was in David, in a potion, stood on the same hill a rejected king, being spit on and made fun of. Is that right? I can imagine God said, the angels walked along there with him when he went up Calvary like that, show the head of that dog, stay on, let him alone. Oh, God. There's coming a time. But what about David when he come back? <laughs> the story changed. David come riding in triumph. This fellow runs scream for mercy. Sure, let him alone. He'll come someday. Power. And then the last one turn the other way. That's right, just let him alone. But God said, David, you're a man after my own heart. When God creates a man, he's of his kind. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart. That I sin not against you. The only thing he needed was a ring. David would have been all right if he just had that ring, but the Holy Ghost wasn't yet given. He had the Word, and the Word was in him. And he could know it. He said, I've hid it in my heart, Lord. Uh, it won't bloom out and act like it should, but I've hid it there, Lord. <laughs> I've hid it there. But when Jesus came, which was the Word, made manifest, took the germ life out of it and brings it back to the Word now. And if David's cut run over, what are ours to do? Without the Spirit. Isn't he wonderful? 
You love him? Yes. Isn't he wonderful? Wonderful. Wonderful. Isn't Jesus my Lord? Wonderful. Eyes have seen, ears have heard, what's recorded in God's Word. Isn't Jesus my Lord? Wonderful. Isn't he? How many loves it? How many loves it? Oh, my. Wonderful. Now, it's rough for me. It's very rough. I don't mean to be that myself. Yeah, I hope you understand that. See? But today, I'm giving the expression of why I have did the things that I have done. Now, for just a little analysis before we dismiss for, the, for lunch, is this. I want you to know that I have, this has been my motive, and my objective is God's Word. My motive is to please Him. And I can't listen to everything and believe God's Word, neither can I listen to everything and please God. My motive is to know His Word and to please God by serving Him by His Word. Not that I have anything against every person in here that's born to the Spirit of God, that's in the elected group was perhaps once the Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, or something other somewhere. Now, you know that. You know that. So then, you see, when you say go out to them, that's what you have to do. There's somebody in there, if you'll sow the seed, there'll be a harvest someday. It'll fall. Some of it will go by and say, ha, he's nothing but a, he's a deceiver. Didn't you say the same thing about our Lord? There's nothing to that. Well, then, why don't you check it with me? Nothing but a deceiver. See? Then check it with the Word. See, if it isn't the Word, then it is deceiving. See? Now, if your theology is different from the Word, then it isn't right. See? Now, others will go by and say, Well, you know what? I believe I'll try it a while. You'll choke. Right. But when you really empty out, say, Lord Jesus, no more of me but you from this on. Then it's going to bring forth a hundredfold. Yes. Do you believe that? Yes. I believe it too. With, with liberty and justice for all. That's right. Yes, sir. I pledge my allegiance to my Lord <laughs> to preach His Word and to stand on His truth. If it costs my life, I still go on just the same. For I would, it would be a great thing for me, not wanting to do it, but if I had to do it, would mingle my blood in this earth like those who mingle their blood for the same thing. Like those who died in the pits of the lions. Like those who died on the crosses. Those who were sawed asunder that was kicked out of their organizations and wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins and was destitute. It would be a great privilege for me as the disciples of Christ returned back and encountered all joy because they were able to stand the reproach that was brought on his name. They could suffer that for him. The little suffering. I don't want to suffer. Nobody wants to suffer. I would like to join my hands with all the denominations and say, Brother, let's go. I'd like to do that. If I do, I take my hand out of his. Amen. Far be it from me ever doing that. If I stand alone, I stand with him and his word. For as Eddie Pruitt said, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground And Christ is the word. In the beginning. And what is it? Every word brings forth, every seed brings forth of its kind. The denominational seed will bring forth of its kind. The Pentecostal organization will bring forth of its kind. The Baptist will bring forth of its kind. 
What is it? Organization constantly. Constantly. We're going to show this afternoon, God willing, how them started and what caused it and where the Bible said they would and how they'll end up. Exactly what will be the end. God bless you all in the car. Many of you all that's in the cars that couldn't come in, listen through this mic. God bless you that's standing around these walls and you that sat here this morning. And I trust that by the grace of God, I haven't brought any offense, but I'm making myself clear. Now, if you believe the same thing that I have said this morning, would not you stand the same way? Sure you would. Let's bow our heads just a moment. Gracious Heavenly Father, we're not trying to bring the meeting to a close, but just a halt for a little rest for a few moments. And now, may these seeds that's been sown this morning, may they have fallen upon good fertile ground. May they bring forth abundance, Lord, abundance of eternal life. Now, we pray, Father, that these seeds that sown will be laying waiting for the latter rain to fall. Waiting, they that wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. God, may we not run ahead of the Word, stay with the Word. Grant it, Lord. Bless us now. And those who go off to eat, I pray that you'll uh, give them their lunches and, and bless their food and give them strength and bring them back this afternoon real early. Lord, may they be sitting in the temple here waiting. And may you help me as I go to pray and come back. I pray that you'll freshly anoint me this afternoon. Grant it, Lord, that I might bring what I believe to be your word to the people. Grant it, Father. I pray that you'll bless our dear beloved pastor, Brother Neville, our precious brother. A few minutes to get into the water here with a group of people to go into baptism. And, Father, if there's any here this morning that has been baptized otherwise than Christian baptism, that your great servant Paul, and he said that he had the word of God within him. And he said, if a man or an angel, even an angel come down from heaven like Satan was in the form of an angel, come down and said anything different than that what he said, let him be accursed. Yeah. Father, we know that that's written in the Scriptures. And I pray, Father, that it will, it will sink into their hearts that Paul was the very one that made the people that had not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins he was the one who commissioned to be baptized over again. May it go to the people, Father. May they realize that this baptismal service moving up. May they realize that that's the truth. Knowing that they can't produce one word in the Scripture to support their Trinitarian three-God idea. Father, of course we believe your Trinity of offices, of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Most surely we believe that, Lord, but not making you three gods. Making you one God that served three offices, hey. both Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in the name of that God was called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, that is the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yes. Father, may the people see it and be obedient to water baptism for the remission of their sins. And may these few words for baptism fall deeply now in the heart of everyone, for we don't know how much longer we have, Father. It's getting very close. The enemy, as we expect to speak on this afternoon, is growing deeper, more bolder all the time since they took the throne. They're moving right on in. Lord, we see it on every hand. Not communism. <laughs> May the people be able to understand that it's Romanism, the old mother whore in her heart. And we see him, Lord, coming an image unto the beast, and here we are. Father God, be merciful now, and let us all get into the safety, into the ark, and be ready for the latter end. 
We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, to you that you're in the building, now if you want to slip out and get something to eat, all right. And if you want to come back, get in here as quick as you can after the service. Now, let's stand just a moment. Let's, let's stand up together. How many believe the word of the Lord? Raise up your hand. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, oh.